Blog Talk Radio. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to Book Journeys Radio. My name is Dr. Angela Loria. I am the founder of the Author Incubator and creator of the Difference Process for Writing a Book That Matters. Today uh, in on Book Journeys Radio, we have Karen Koenig. Karen is the author of The Rules of Normal Eating. And uh, Karen, we're really excited to have you here today. Let's start off by talking about your book. What's the book about? The book is for people who are what I call dysregulated eaters. They either eat too much, they eat too little, they go back and forth, um, they've been dieting a lot. And it's a book about how to reclaim and reconnect to your appetite with four simple rules um, uh, for hunger, choosing foods you like, staying aware while you're eating, and um, stopping when you're full and satisfied. And so I know this is this isn't your first book, right? You've written have you written other books? No, it is my first. My fifth was just published. So um, wow. this, the rules of normal eating was published in two thousand five. Okay. And so let's talk about that journey. So your first book you wrote in 2005 and since then you've written four books. Did you know did you know when you wrote the first one it would be the beginning of something? I did not. I had been uh trying to write screenplays and novels and um I did have an agent and she said why don't you write what you know? Because she knows I, I'm a psychotherapist and I'm an eating coach. And um, I've had my own eating problems. So I said, okay, I'll give it a try. And uh, so I wrote my first one and I thought, well, you know, that will help people uh, to reconnect mm-hmm. to appetite. And then through my um, my clinical practice, I realized that people couldn't really follow these rules because they were emotional eaters and they didn't know what to do with their emotions. So I wrote a second book, which is the Food and Feelings Workbook. And then, uh, let me get the order straight. Then um, I was fortunate that W.W. Um, w. Norton asked me to write a book for uh, the general therapist on how to handle eating problems. And then I realized that people, uh, particularly uh, most of my practice is women, uh, were just so nice. It was hard for them to manage stress without food because they were overdoing and they were people pleasers and people pleasers and perfectionists. So I wrote "Nice Girls Finish Fat," mm-hmm. and then um, I realized that a lot of the issues that dysregulated eaters have, a lot of the reasons they go from what I call great self care to I don't care, is because mm-hmm. there's really mixed, mixed feelings about um, giving up food, about being healthy, about changing their identities. So I wrote my latest book, which is um, called Starting Monday, um, Seven Keys to a Permanent Positive Relationship with Food. And I actually just sent it, my what I think is my last eating book um, to my agent to, for her to find a, a publishing home with it. So the, it, they've evolved as I've seen a need. And as I've learned and grown in my own practice and see what people really do require to overcome eating problems. 
So was writing the first book easier or harder than writing the subsequent four books? Um, no, that one was fairly easy because it, it was, I would say, the least complex. Mm-hmm. Um, my last book, starting Monday, is much more deeply psychological and clinical, and mm-hmm. so that was more difficult. The workbook was um, also difficult because I'd never written a workbook before. And uh, mm-hmm. so the first book, well, I, I, and I guess you're saying, you know, in comparison to your other books, I don't know, it's probably, I, I don't have kids, but it's probably like having kids, they, they're e- each one is easy and hard in their own way. Yes, yes. So what were some of the things that, um, with getting your first book, I always think is a, it's a big accomplishment. Once you've written your first book, you're an author. That's, I mean, you could be a two-time author or a three-time author, but you can never go back to not being an author. So yes. what were some of the things that you had to overcome to get the first book done? What, did you have, what were some of the big lessons you had to learn? Well, probably the same ones that most authors deal with. Um, can I really do this? Do I have anything worthwhile to say? Is this any good? I, I'm pretty fortunate that um, I, I, I think I, I have the happy genes, so I don't really get caught up in ruminating and a lot of anticipating. I'm pretty much in the moment, and um, I really enjoy writing. It's one of my favorite things to do. So whenever those thoughts, you know, I'd sit down in the morning and there'd be a blank computer screen, I would remind myself, well, I filled it up yesterday, so... I'm going to be able to fill it up today. Um, So I I think just the the insecurity of it is Mm. going to be any good. And am I really a writer? And, you know, do you call yourself a writer um, just because you're writing a book or are you only a writer after it's published? Mm. So um, I thought a lot about those things. But I, I can't say they really got in the way. And I had time. I was very fortunate that I had um quit a full-time job to open my own practice, and it was very small at first. So I had plenty of time to write. So what was your writing schedule like? Um, I would get up in the morning. I have exercise equipment in my house. I'm big on that. So I would you know, have breakfast, exercise, write for a couple uh, hours, maybe two or three, have lunch, if I had clients, I would see them whenever I had them, usually in the afternoon or early evening. Um, maybe go out and do some errands in the afternoon, write a little more, have dinner, and then um, write after dinner again. Um, mm-hmm. I really, now that I'm 66, I have a lot of trouble writing in the evening. But back then, um, even, even though it wasn't that many years ago, uh, nine years ago, uh, it was, you know, I could write till 11 o'clock at night and still make sense. And so you would have multiple writing sessions a day. What would you do if you didn't feel like writing? Did you have some, some rules or some games that you put in place? Because every time no. you sit down, you aren't necessarily going to want to write. Uh, yeah, I, that was... Uh, well, I mean, I did other things. For instance, I was also in the winter when I was writing that. Um, I 
I, I was a downhill skier. I lived in Massachusetts then. I live in uh, Sarasota, Florida now. But um, <laughs> So if it was a great ski day, I would drive up to New Hampshire and ski. Um, mm-hmm. And that was not a riding day. I, I'm not a should, have to, must finish. Um, I like riding enough, and I'm goal-oriented enough. And I was really curious to see what I had to say and how the book would come mm-hmm. out. I mean, it had a, a rough outline. So that was enough to motivate me. Um, I was really um, fortunate that, for the most part, when I sat down, I knew I, something was going to come out of me. So wow. I didn't have to use any of those kind of stri- tricks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably a, um, I was pretty, I'm pretty driven. You know, once I have an idea, I want to get it out of me. And so with this book, because this was your first one, um, how, did you have the agent before you started writing it? Um, no. Uh, well, yes, I, I did. Um, it's not a simple answer. I was taking <laughs> um, screenwriting classes at mm-hmm. the Adult Ed Center in Boston. And so I was taking them from a, a woman who was an entertainment lawyer, who was teaching at Emerson College, which is a college of the arts. And um, so she was, I hired her as a consultant to look at my screenplays. And eventually, not that they weren't um, good, but uh, I tried to write some novels, and she said, well, why that's when she said, well, why don't you write what you know? At that point, she was an entertainment lawyer, and she could function as an agent, and eventually... She gave up doing the other stuff and now is a full-time agent. So that's, that's why it was a little complicated to answer. But I had the connection beforehand. So, so then tell us about your, your actual publishing journey. So when did you start thinking about how you would publish? Was it while you were still writing? Did that, you know, that hookup, that agent um, help inform your decision? How did you decide how to publish? Well, again, um, I was really fortunate that there um, is an eating disorders publisher that's been around since um, the 80s, Gers Books. And so they would be, they, it just made sense that we would approach them. And um, my, my agent did, and they liked it. Mm-hmm. So they were the agent for my first book, my second and book. And did that lead to a publishing contract? Yes. Yes, and um, I do do remember, you know, I, you know that that whole journey of well, they seem to like it. Are they going to offer me a contract? In, and I I remember I was um, a member of a, a professional group of eating uh, disorder therapists, and I was driving there, and I had just gotten word that um, the contract was signed. And I just was screaming the whole way to the meeting. And I, it, I couldn't have gone to a better place to share information um, with them because, hmm. they, you know, they were my colleagues in the field. Um, so that, that was really exciting. There is nothing like, I, well, and then I remember when they were first, to, when they were delivered to um, the house and I opened the box and there they were. Um, and so that was tremendously exciting. 
and mm-hmm. they liked me, and I had a good relationship with them. So when I had another idea for a book, we went back to them, and they they changed the format a lot. And um, but then they gave me a contract for the second book. And so, what was that experience like working with a publisher? How much did your book? Uh, how much did your book change? How did the publisher influence what the book, what you thought it would be like, and what what it ended up being like? Well, there were some, and the, with the first book, um, we, uh, they had me keep away from the weight issue and just focus on eating. Oh. Um, that that it's really an eating problem, and I and I, I, I I've been practicing like this now for uh, for years. Um, that weight isn't the problem. Eating is the problem. So if you mm-hmm. focus on the scale, you're not going to get anywhere. It's focusing on the eating that helps. And so they helped me really um, codify that in my mind and understand that. Um, in my second book, I had written it very differently, and uh, that was the hardest book. It was hard writing. I chose seven emotions to write about. So that was just... Um, difficult was very complex, complicated writing to put clinical stuff in a way that people would understand. Plus, um, I'm sort of known for, um, I always have funny subtitles, and there's a lot of humor in my book. And Mm -hmm. it's hard to make emotions funny um, to engage people and to not take the whole thing so seriously. So I think that the most input I got was on that second book where we just totally revamped and reformatted it. I never thought that one was ever going to get out. Um, that was hard mm. writing. And then I had two other publishers um, in between, and but I have kept up a great relationship with um, Gers. And so when I approached them for this, my, my fifth book was a couple of years ago. It was right um, uh, after the, well, during the recession and, you know, publishing was tanking, and um, the book was the way I'd written it was very heavy. And they said, "Well, work on it and come back to us in a while, and we'll reconsider." And they did. I reworked it. The economy got a little bit better, and they bought it. Hmm. And, and they, so, they, what advice would you give to somebody who wants to work with a publisher? Did you have? Uh, was there something in your proposals that you thought was part of the key? Was it relationships? Well, when you say work with a publisher, you mean with a specific publisher, or you mean in general uh, get a publisher? Just with a traditional publisher, as opposed to self-publishing. Um, well, you know, there's a way to do a proposal, and my agent helped. Um, she's terrific, and um, so you do. You want to do a really um, up-to-date, thorough marketing analysis, and so I think. That's really important. Um, for a first book, of course, you don't have sales, but you maybe have other things you've written. And I'd, I'd written some newspaper stuff, and um, I, I just had been writing all my life. So mm-hmm. publishers are interested in that. And these days, more than ever, they're interested to know on to know about how you're going to market a book. So, for instance, in pitching this sixth book of mine, um, I included the marketing plan for um, the book that just came out. 
And um, I've also, I, over the years, I've worked with different PR firms. I, I now have had one a couple of years who do um, public relations and social media, and they're terrific. Mm-hmm. So I think publishers are very interested in that. They, you know, if you're an author today, uh, unless you have a huge fluke of a bestseller, you got to go out and peddle your wares. Mm-hmm. And so, for I, I, my my agent has said to me because I'm I, not that I always like doing it, but I I do push myself and I I try to do talks and workshops and any interviews that I can do. Um, that she said a lot of writers they just they're only comfortable with writing, and right. Um, I, and I'm sure you have heard this a lot, but if you're going to write these days. Um, it pays to push out of your comfort zone and do some of the the marketing stuff and let publishers know that you're willing to do it. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about marketing. I mean, most people, when they write a book, they're thinking pretty hard about how to write the best book possible, how to provide a solution, how to help people, how to tell interesting stories. And they usually aren't thinking at all about marketing it, they're kind of thinking they'll find a publisher and their publisher will sell their book for them. So what are some of the, so that's not exactly how it goes. So what are the, some of the things that you have found to be like most, most crucial, most important to know, maybe skills that you should develop even before you finish your book in terms of book marketing? Well, the first thing is sort of what you said, just to know that you're going to be doing it, that it it, it is a myth. It's not that the publishing companies don't do anything. They certainly do. And I'm lucky because GERS has a website um, of eating disorder books and um, a catalog that goes out to hundreds of thousands of people. But um, Mm -hmm. uh, it's, Really think, you know, get it, getting a book out of the library, buying a book on how to market your book, and there's plenty of those out there now. And, you know, I, I recommend that people put um, marketing ideas in three categories. Ones that, you know, I would definitely do, you know, maybe it's give a talk, Go, you know, at the library or um, like there are open markets here, um, farmers markets. Maybe somebody's comfortable going and selling their books at a farmers market or joining a writing marketing club. Um, then the middle ground of things. Well, I'm not really comfortable, but yeah, I suppose I could push myself to learn how to do these things. And um, for instance, maybe talking in front of large crowds or um, emailing all your colleagues. Writers mm-hmm. tend to be sort of shy. And then that third category is, you know what, I this is just something I really doubt I'm ever going to do. And then they can be clear with themselves, clear with their agent, and actually clear with the publisher. So that has right. helped me. I think that's great advice. And so then, you know, in terms of the commitment you make, you know, you talked about your schedule writing a book where you were, you know, writing multiple multiple hours a day for, for weeks. I mean, it was a significant commitment. How would you compare that to the commitment you make promoting your book? 
That's a really interesting question. Um, I guess I would say I do what has to be done, uh, which is maybe the same thing as writing. I mean, if you're going to write a book, you have to sit and and do the actual imagining, thinking, writing, editing, and mm-hmm. um, I'm I'm although I am somewhat driven and goal oriented i'm i'm really not a big planner i don't uh think a lot ahead about things i might say well okay um when i was doing my own marketing um gee what what newsletters like alumni newsletters could i send an announcement about my book um or what places in town might want to hear me hmm. um uh, and I would just brainstorm and wide, wide net, cast a really wide net. Um, a lot of places would say they're interested and not get back to me, so multiple phone calls. Um, you know, unless you're a born salesperson, which I sure am not, it's the stuff that writers find really yucky. But if if you either do it yourself or you hire people to do it or it doesn't get done. And I have a number of writer friends. Um, one friend in particular has written, you know, lovely uh, memoir. And um, for a number of reasons, uh, she hasn't um, been able to market it. And um, so, I don't know, we'll, we talk about it and we get ideas from each other. So sometimes it's even getting support and certainly helping each other. Mm. I don't know if writers... Uh, I don't know how many people do that, but people have sent me, oh, I saw a place where, you know, or I met with some people who might be interested in hearing about your book, and I will do the same um, for other people. Because it's a lonely job, the writing yeah. and the marketing. Um, yeah, I think that's possible, a great piece of advice. Um, yeah, well, like in Sarasota, we have um, Sarasota fiction writers, uh, we have the author's connection, which is strictly for self-published people, and they do a lot of stuff on marketing. I mean, uh, it's probably harder if you live in a small town, but there's online networking. And, right, um, absolutely. So it's really taking advantage of those things and thinking of marketing as equal to writing. You're not done when you finish the book. You're not even done when you get the contract. Yeah. I think that's a big lesson that a lot of people just don't realize. They put the last word on the paper and they think that means they're done. But it's a journey and it doesn't, you know, it it doesn't, it doesn't stop till you want it to. I mean, your, your book came out, what, almost 10 years ago now, eight years ago? Uh, oh, five, yeah, nine years ago, yeah. Yeah, and it's still a, um, you know, a big a big part of your, you know, your whole package. I'm always marketing. I don't go out in a cocktail dress with a little purse without putting my business cards, and I have little cards for my books in, in yep. it. Yep. I carry yep. my books in the trunk of my car. Um uh, I'm almost always, I mean, I'm primarily a psychotherapist and, and eating coach, but when people ask me what to do, what I do, I always say I'm a writer. 
because mm. you never know when you're going to have connections. You never know when people are going to be interested in your topic. Right. So it's wearing your marketing hat all the time, except perhaps when you're sleeping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I definitely hear that. So why don't you tell us, because all this marketing stuff sounds hard, so why don't you tell us what some of the, tell us before and after stories. What are some of the good things that have come out of being an author for you in the last nine years? Mostly, I would say, being a writer more than being an author. I just have grown to love writing which is um, I blog twice a week. If I had more time, I might even blog more. Um, I, you know, I can feel the dopamine going in, generating in my brain um, as soon as I, uh, I sit down to write. So that has just been the, the greatest gift to find something that um, I derive so much pleasure from. Now, that doesn't mean that every moment of writing the book when I'm sitting there saying, how am I going to say this? I've tried 12 times, you know, um, that every moment is fun. But overall, you know, tremendous pleasure. Um, I, uh, it's, I started writing silly poems when I was, uh, I don't know, maybe pre-adolescent, adolescent. So I've always been interested in writing. So it's kind of nice to feel like, oh, I've followed that through all along and I've gotten better on it. Um, but, but for me, because my writing is so tied to my work, I can't see every dysregulated eater in the world, but I can sure write for them. Mm-hmm. And so it's part of my mission of teaching people to stop dieting and binging and mm-hmm. to... Um, learn how to eat normally. And I'm also fortunate that um, three of my books have been translated into different languages. So um, that's been great because I'm part of you know an intuitive eating movement and there's really nothing better in spreading the word than writing a book that people are interested in reading and will learn from. So that's and are there gratifying. are there alternative are there um, opportunities that you have had? Um, I don't know, like maybe speaking opportunities or things that you think you wouldn't have done if you weren't an author. Um, I uh, yes, I think so. I think it really gives my whole practice a credibility mm-hmm. that um, I have. I've spoken at different conferences. And uh, the fact that I've written books to back up what I do just makes me a more attractive package for speaking. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's that's been really positive. And I mean, and what can I tell you? It's fun seeing your, you know, I'm looking at my books. It's it's just sort of fun just to see. Hey, I've written a book. I mean, yeah. I, I think we're supposed to not feel that way, like like uh-huh. oh gosh, but um, it is it is fun. Yeah, for sure. And so, if you were to give a piece of advice, and maybe this has happened to you at a a cocktail party or something, where somebody has said, "Oh, I've always wanted to write a book." If somebody came to you and said they wanted to write a book, it's something that they ha- it's a goal they haven't been able to 
accomplish despite trying, you know, for some amount of time. What advice would you give them? Well, you know, I took a writing class once where the the, the instructor who was um, an author said, you know, when people said that to her, uh, oh, gee, I, you know, I want to write a book. If they said it in an offhand way, they they would say it such as, well, anybody can sit down and do that. And so she would look at whatever they do and say, well, you know, yeah, I've always wanted to be a surgeon too. There really is that aspect of it. People like the idea of being a writer, but I'm not sure everybody who says they want to write a book really wants to write a book. So the first thing would be, um, do you really want to write? And if not, be, being, or, you know, you're probably not destined to be a writer. But that said, I mean, if, if someone really wants to write, um, I go back to uh, Annie Lamott and Bird by Bird, um, mm-hmm. a wonderful book that talks about shitty first drafts. You know, just sit down and write. And, right. and now what I do when I want to write is I take a week off from my practice, and that's my job, to write a shitty first draft. And... Hmm. Um, not, not care much about it, and uh, I've been able to to do that. I mean, it takes me longer now that I'm older, um, but um, to 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 write and play, it's it, if it feels like work. I don't I don't know. I don't like to do a lot of things that feel unpleasurable. So I think yeah. that's really a key. Um, enjoy it. Yeah. If not, well, I think maybe that's... Even... Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that's terrific advice. I, the best books come out of that space of play, and getting the shitty first draft done is is a big part of it. So thank you so much, Karen Keening, for being here. Uh, you can find out more about Karen at Karen, K-A-R-E-N-R, Keening. It's K-O-E-I-N-I-G. N-I-G. K-O-E-N-I-G dot com uh so karen dot com karen thanks again for being our guest today thank you so much for having me it was a great interview i appreciate it uh, we appreciate you and we'll be back next week changing the world one book at a time today,